0: is missing he is a master of infiltration deception and psych warfare do not consider him secure unless you have driven a wooden stake
1: through his open heart ethan the world's coming after you you need to pick a side stay out of my way mission impossible dead reckoning Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs Cooldown, a mini show where we review movies playing in theaters right now. I'm your host, Shanny B. You can find me on all the socials at it's me, Shanny B.
0: And I'm Cisco for Misfit Minded. Uh, you can find me at Misfit underscore minded on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, and rampage underscore misfit on twitter and threads i guess since twitter is uh dead now uh so uh but today we're reviewing uh mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh starring tom cruise and then directed by christopher McQuarrie, who's directed like the last three of them so
1: Okay. Well, no spoilers, of course. That's always going to be our rule, yeah. but I need to know your reactions because I know you're amped. So <laughs> please, uh, I'll go after you because I want you to celebrate since when we reviewed Indie, it wasn't, you didn't love it as much. So let's see, let's see what you can do with Dead Reckoning. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I kind of wanted to brush on that too. Like, we don't have to do it right now, but just like comparing, uh, two huge franchise blockbusters and why one works and one doesn't work. Um so we can get into that in a second, but uh overall I thought that you know this was another great addition to the franchise. Um Tom Cruise really out here saving cinemas. He did it last year with Top Gun Maverick and I mean he do- he does it again. Like he just this guy cannot miss. Uh he just puts so much effort into it. It shows on the screen. Um, I mean, one thing like clear as day, like there's two train sequences in Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. So, for example, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just put this example out there. I thought the train sequence in Indiana Jones was like just darkly lit, could barely see anything, CGI, no physical element to it to make me invested. Mission Impossible, actually, they're actually on the train fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. And it's nuts, and it's nuts, and you mm-hmm. can you can see the wind blowing on their face, their hair back, like and of course, like not all of it was practically probably, but it just feels real. Like that's what I think mm. you get in these Mission Impossible movies. That's why those stunts go a long way. Um, that they do. Uh, so yeah, Haley Atwell coming into this, I loved her like forever, and she just, she did great. This is like honestly like her movie. Uh, she's a co-lead with Tom Cruise. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Shea
0: Wiggum, Wh- yeah. another guy I've liked for a long time. Glad he's added into the mix. And then uh, Pom Clementif, who is from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, she was just in part three, you know, a couple months Mantis. ago. Mantis.
1: right she, yes. was,
0: she was so badass. She was honestly like a John Wick character, uh, just dropped into the Mission Impossible franchise. And I loved it. And then... Uh, of course rebecca yes. ferguson vanessa kirby and the whole team ving ramed simon Pegg. so i just love this universe i love hanging out with these guys and their missions uh even though it can get like intense at times it's like you know it's gonna work out at the end you know uh <laughs> you know things are gonna be okay and i think
1: yeah there's
0: been a lot of part one movies this year uh with like i haven't seen fast x but i heard that's a part one movie i did see across the spider-verse uh and i think this is like the best example of like how you should do a part one you they they titled it part one you can see this and it's an its own complete movie like the last act is like insanity like that's like mm-hmm. that's like a last act that would work for any hollywood blockbuster like period it's, traditional. Like, it's yeah
1: it's be traditional in the sense that it is it's delivers on what yes. it's supposed to deliver and on. that was
0: one of the things i brushed up on across the spider-verse is i thought there was no finale fight you know uh set piece like it kind of just kind of leaves you hanging uh which i know mm. worked for some people but you just you have to You know, deliver that one last. I I feel like that's like the best way to do it is like you deliver one last action, crazy set piece. And then it's like, oh, man, that was awesome. I can't wait to the next one. So that's that's kind of like where I'm at with uh, with this one for me. But yeah, what about what about you?
1: Yes, yes. Well, I love hearing your take on it. I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. It, it. I, too, love this universe, these people spending time here. And what's interesting is I feel a little conflicted with this because, to your point, having just seen Indiana Jones, a deep film within a franchise, and then seeing this, another very deep film in a franchise, I can't help but try to think about how that affected me watching this one, if that makes sense. Because this one was so interesting to me in terms of what it seemed like it was birthing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's what you mean when you say this is how you do a part one, but I'll say what I felt most strongly came across for me is that there is something new afoot. Is this new amazing energy coming off of Haley Atwell? There is espionage that needs to start coming back into the fold again because we need to evolve into a future where straight up, I if I'm honest, we've literally done everything before. Mm -hmm. Like That's okay because there's only so much one can do when they're yeah, as he, dope he, he, as Nathan. There's no, uh, but... <laughs> there's
0: no uh, dirt bike off of a cliff. They haven't done that before, so <laughs> right. I appreciate right, that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's amazing because for it's just like we were talking about, and it's the way we have to talk about all franchises, which is how does this work as like an entry within itself, and how does this stay true to the content that it is, and that's sort of making sure that Tom keeps in this mission franchise what all of us want and need which is some kind of stunt where he could totally die and then him just being like but guys don't worry i totally didn't die and he did do that yeah. and then managed to maybe correctly poise this franchise to continue with the queen of continuing a franchise on tv miss Haley atwell
0: <laughs> that's right that's right yeah i mean i just like when, i don't know when i think of tom cruise like and like signature franchise for a person like i like vin diesel it's fast and furious like tom mm. cruise for me it it's mission impossible like i've never i wasn't Absolutely. a fan of top gun like the first one so i was i mean pleasantly surprised with the sequel thought it was way mm. way better but like i rewatched all the mission impossible movies leading up to dead reckoning and like it was such a great like rewatch like i found more to pre- yes. i found more to appreciate like going back you know my ranking changed and just like Mm. i don't know i just like i mean they're just all i think there's all good movies like a lot of people shit on two or whatever and it's like (laughs) it's john woo so it's like at a bare minimum you're gonna get crazy action sequences and there there are like it's you know so i mean i I don't think there's a bad apple in the bunch like i think out of seven movies like how many franchises could you say with seven movies that there's that many in my opinion, like in there has, they haven't missed at all, but like, you know so i
1: mean you know the fridays the halloween there's always misses in the mix here, but (laughs) but you're right you know that's what's so amazing about this movie is that not only and this franchise is that it has affected both the way stories are told but also the way we think of an actor because his iconic role for like the first half of his career was top gun but then he's like far outweighed that by making so many mission films and basically saying like his iconic role is this but what he will always be known for in the franchise of his belt is this and it's just amazing for him to basically be like one of those ufc fighters who drops a weight class and carries the belt there too
0: yeah and he i mean like he produces all these movies too so it's like i feel like sometimes we can be like you know this (laughs) this actor is uh You know, we can put too much stock in how how much they affect the franchise or whatever. But like, no, Tom Cruise, this is his franchise through and through. And then McQuarrie, like them together doing the last three, like it feels like they have such a strong bond going like right now to where like... That's what's yeah.
1: that's actually where I take issue is that oh, okay. what I love most about this franchise uh-huh. was this amazing ability it had for Tom Cruise to be this tentpole, but to find a through line where any auteur could come in and say, here's how I see Ethan. And he'd be like, cool, in your world, I'll just be Ethan, the espionage person who like finds a way to operate in what you see. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed watching these directors kind of keep coming in and missing like reinterpreting him mm-hmm. and creating new ways of looking at him and while I love what Macquarie is doing and I really like their partnership there's something I feel a little lost in and being like yeah but this is very far away from De Palma even though this one has mm-hmm. the most espionage and the most grounded raw edges of of what this franchise has been in a long time mm-hmm. I still am like this isn't quite this isn't quite as as unique because we're, we have to do the same thing now we have the same we're we we stretched a story more than one film and that's just like not what i'm used to
0: mm-hmm.
1: similar to how we talked about with indiana jones where like the changing the structure i think has finally got to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: which makes me sad because i'll show up every time yeah. but you know i feel bad being a a, a sort of fanny well that's where i was one. that's where
0: i was at indiana jones so i mean that's it happens Um uh, right?
1: It's really, I think I'm with you there too, that with some time, it's interesting to have the same kind of conversation about any franchise, which Mm is, is it about the directors that have kept it alive? Is it about their centerpiece that's kept it alive? And it is interesting, you know, with John Wick and Creed and Indiana Jones and now Mission, there's a lot of people who have been these figureheads. It's really amazing. and. I mean nobody is better than Tom Cruise. He yeah. really he keeps that shit alive in a way where like I love it. I serve. I ser- I'm here to serve except I'm not, you know, joining any clubs.
0: <laughs> I will say just to be clear, The First Mission Impossible is still my favorite and uh what uh what else did you- For life. Yeah, so I mean and I, so with to the auteur point like I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, action directors right now, but I feel like they're all doing their own. It's either swallowed up by superhero stuff or, you know, Stahelski's in the John Wick universe, and that's, like, what he's doing with all his time. So, you know, as much as I'd like to see, like, a Michael Bay Mission Impossible movie, uh, at the same time, I'm, like, I don't know. Like, I think this one especially, too, was, like, they do enough to, like, make it a little bit different so like yes this one was like the this one was like the funniest i feel like out of the last three like, It was like hands bond. down it was like looney tunes like <laughs> buster it Keen. reminded me
1: of like 70s bond where he's like doing little quips making impotence jokes like being zany in the stunts all of a sudden it was an interesting kind of pivot well, and Haley and atwell I mean and they're
0: they're like flirtatious yes. thing and like Again, like I've seen so many boring car chases and like the car chase in this one was like maybe my favorite out of the Macquarie. Like, I don't know. I I do like the one in fall. I mean, and I think Fallout's still their best, like hands down.
1: It's so hard because I think that's what it is, too, is that in a sense, everybody will get stifled by the world that they've expanded because eventually the earth is complete Mm -hmm. or something and i feel like that is what i'm getting more and more nervous about with all my favorite franchises and also like feeling the fatigue around at the same time and that's what i think is amazing about this franchise is that like somehow it finds a way to keep evolving and i really appreciate that that like it can't i know it can't stay the same i know it needs to let go and I know it tried with Jeremy Renner, but I'm curious, you know, do you think, uh, like, what, I guess, what do you think this means going forward? You know, you enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. but what are your takeaways as you prepare for the second half?
0: Um, I think they're in a great spot. I mean, like, like you said, like, Jeremy Renner, I will say, like, I'm not the biggest Renner fan. So, like... It's it's so funny that like they brought him in. He was like a major part of Ghost Protocol, and then they just slowly like brought brought him out of it. And I'm kind of like, I you know, I don't mind. Like he It's
1: awkward. He just doesn't
0: have the juice. I'm sorry. He does not like, and that's always been my problem with him. He's just so mayo to me and well, I-
1: it's a thing where the juice he has is really unique it's like he doesn't have the juice that the that the guys he's supposed to follow up for have he does not have damon's juice and he does not have tom cruise's juice He is his own brand yeah. and maybe we'll find it someday but it was interesting to be in a place where that team is building and all my favorites are kind of around but then sort of being like yeah but like when people aren't around no one says a single word about it. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and i just like they, yeah they brought in all these new people so i'm excited to see like where they go like they set that up and speaking of evolving the villain in this one is ai like i thought that was like perfect you don't
1: know if i like that what? you like yes. it oh shit! okay give me please bring it to me bring it to me because i because that is where i got was stifled so okay. yeah tell me the vibe yeah well tell me well what you it's like. like
0: it's just i just you know it's not reading into it i feel like too much to be like tom cruise hates streaming and he hates algorithms and he hates like <laughs> and so to me this was just a huge so good. this was a huge middle finger being like you think you can do my job like let me tell you why you will never be able to make a mission impossible movie the way that we do it and i just loved it for that like <laughs> it's
1: very very <laughs> Clint Eastwood of him, very Clint Eastwood of him. Wow, I love reading it that way, actually, because I agree. I think that's such a good way to read it, and it makes a lot of sense. He is so passionate about this. I just think maybe that was lost on me in real time, because there's something about how Mission Impossible always found a way to make me not know the thing I was afraid of and then for them to be like oh you didn't know you should be afraid of this yeah and so I guess I also just feel fatigue with AI being bad like across the board not even in this context I think it's like again uh, like stuck in this space where a lot of the stories are mirroring each other even when it's okay like in this context where he's probably using it for good reason these other movies have ruined it for me
0: (laughs) i think i'm okay with it just because a lot of the other villains in the franchise just again rewatching all of them i noticed like you really don't know their motivation at all like you know it's it's like yeah they're they have like Mm. it's always like some generic like you know blowing up the world or trying to create chaos or whatever like that so like to get us yeah i will to get a sentient Mm. uh entity they call it um that's just and doing like
1: crossing over that's doing like into the terminator space
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like all, all, all these movies are about like an agent going rogue so what happens when the internet goes rogue like ai goes rogue like so as like a nice to me mirror and I, I will say the one part i brushed up on in terms of like the villain so like uh isai morales great actor thought he oh. thought he did an incredible job in this um just really yes. scary yes. and like they call him like a ghost like he plays that ghost part really it's well true. I, but mm-hmm. they give him kind of this connective tissue to ethan uh not to spoil anything and i just didn't feel like that was necessary like it was just like Agreed. very like tacked on i felt like and i was just like if he was just well, like was strange, somebody that just yeah, like handpicked ethan pick. because he's like i know that you're behind all of these incredible missions or whatever and but I guess they kind of I mean, like with every Fallout, other villain, I know. I know
1: what you hold dear yeah. because you've been in this game a long time and we hear tell stories of you, you know? Like there is something interesting because that's that's true too, is that like I know because of Shia we must strike from the record movies like Eagle Eye, but I liked how in that movie the AI is really like extorting people mm-hmm. and controlling them as a villain. And I think that's another reason why we're like In this instance, I, I'm interested to see what it means for the AI to work with him. Like what, I guess I'm most interested in this idea that like AI and this human would work together in some kind of way where his maniacal plan can get realized.
0: Well, that's, so I guess, yeah, that's part of what I liked about it. I guess that's what I'm wondering because it wasn't just the AI is bad. It was like another level of it of all, all these nations want this power so it was like this huge yes. global race to get control of this, um, and like the MacGuffin like compared to Indiana Jones, I thought was really cool. It's like these two little keys, um, so you mm-hmm. needed to put them together. I and mean, it's kind of similar to the dial in Indiana Jones, but same. Yeah. I mean,
1: all movies, in all movies, right, we're stuck.
0: Um, we're stuck. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was like, it was another component to like the AI. Po- it wasn't just AI is bad. It's like these people want right. to use AI, and also AI is kind of manipulating things um along the way um and like yes. and like you know predicting ethan's behavior on this past and all this other stuff so that stuff to me i thought was pretty cool and another thing that yeah, i'm excited uh they they were going to do a D-age tom cruise at one point at the beginning and they decided against it and that's another indiana jones parallel where i thought that de aging stuff did not work and it went on for 30 minutes and i'm like yeah again cruise does not need this technology bullshit he just gets it done he's
1: not about it stunt
0: work and that's all you need and they had like a little silhouette i guess in that part i'm like that's all you need you don't you don't need any more than that like it was cool it's fine nope nope
1: (laughs) it's true it's this movie that movie we're definitely reaching a peak where quality is going to matter more and more and so i'm excited to see the next piece you Mm -hmm. know i'm curious i feel like this is a classic first part two where a lot of people are here and i know they're gonna play a part later i'm just excited to see whatever part they're gonna play
0: yeah and it's like with dune part two coming out this year and it's like i know a lot of people were mixed on the first one because they felt like there wasn't that much like they're they're
1: not a lot happening sort of happened i mean yeah and it's like
0: well oof. i'm interested to see how people feel when part two comes out with dead reckoning and with doing part two and to see if like their opinions change Same. um based on that but i i mean i i think with with all movies it's like did you justify the reason for what you did and it's to me i thought they justified the part one aspect of it um it is two okay. and a half hours long already you know already so it's like they, they probably had a a lot of more to tell and they just decided to split it into two two halves and so Stuff. um i'm totally. cool with that and yeah i'm looking forward to see like you know what they what they do next you know it's it's not i would still one of my friends said he prefers the action in this to to john wick Four. i can't go that far i really
1: no. yeah
0: i thought i thought john wick Four's action was a little better for me you know i prefer that hand-to-hand um you know gun gun fu action that's your uh, um, totally yeah. but i mean again that some of the car stunts in this were you know on par with john wick like they're it's it's still it's, very I mean, close. They're, both, they're, they're up there as some of the. they're both
1: so strong yeah. you know when you have two strong things to compare it can be hard yeah. <laughs> to find a winner and it's hard to compare them they're both so good and so we'll just have to see i think i You know, this is not like my favorite mission or something, Mm -hmm. but it's perfectly enjoyable and serviceable. And it's definitely shot to be seen on a big, massive screen. So I definitely would say if you're in the mood or interested at all, it's definitely worth it. And I'm sure, you know, what would you say? Would you say the same?
0: Yeah, definitely see this in the theater. Um, Same friend, though, he did say he saw it in IMAX. And I guess this wasn't shot on IMAX. So if you're thinking about the format to see it in, you can skip the IMAX screenings. I don't think. So. <laughs> Ooh, do Dolby
1: maybe yeah. because I bet the soundscape is probably baller. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. So, that's good but, to know.
0: Yeah, again, awesome. this, like I think at I think we can both agree that as far as this year, action has been very strong. Like there's been some there's yes. been like. You know, we've been doing it's this for, for a, over over a year and there's been some times where it's like we do a lot of older stuff because the new stuff that's coming out is really not up to par or like Lame. stuff that we don't want to yes. talk about. And it yep. seems like every week there's like a new action thing that we can talk about. So I'm really excited that um this it's has true. been a very strong year for stunts and action. So
1: so awesome so so awesome all right that wraps it up for us thank you for listening to movie buffs cool down review of mission impossible dead reckoning part one let us know what you thought of the movie and let's remind the people where they can find us so you never miss a rep follow the buffs on instagram facebook youtube and twitch at we stay buff take us on a ride and subscribe to the podcast on apple and spotify and please leave a positive review five stars is the dream and of course follow me for personally on all the socials at it's me shanny
0: b Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on twitter at rampage underscore misfit and at my movie pages at misfit underscore mine on facebook instagram twitter threads tiktok wherever you know that's where i'm at so thank you guys again for yeah. watching uh thanks for listening hope to catch you uh for our next review on movie buffs cool down stay buff stay buff <laughs> yes
1: same time we nailed it <laughs>